everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Brood Life. And this week, I am really excited to have my friend Dawn back on the podcast. Some of you will remember her from uh, December when I had people on sharing some of their favorite Christmas memories. And she was on for that. Uh, but today, you're going to get to hear a conversation we have about a community a group of people that she helped bring together uh, called Let's Talk. And it's a diverse group of people, and they've been discussing you know, some of the things going on in the country with race relations and uh, police brutality and having open and honest conversations. But not only that, it's helped become a launching pad for people to take action in their own communities and not just talk about it, but to use that as a launching pad to go out and do work in their own communities. So this is a, was a great conversation. It's something I think that a lot of communities need and that we all need something like this to be a part of. And if you listen uh, through the whole episode, uh, Don will also share some great tips and pointers uh, for those of you that do want to do something like that and create something like that. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Uh, share it with a friend if you think that, that they would benefit from listening to it. And don't forget to go out and subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you are listening to. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy this conversation with Don. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, and I am excited to have my friend Dawn back on the podcast, and uh, we're going to have a great discussion today about something that she started, but before we get started with that, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? All right, well, first of all, hi, Brandon. Um, my name is Dawn Ferengo, and um, I am a resident of uh, Madison, Wisconsin area and went to college with Brandon. And we've been friends for a very long time since we are getting very old. <laughs> and I guess awesome. I could tell you a little bit about myself. So I'm married, um, two kiddos. I have uh, two boys, they're ages 13 and 11. Um, and I, I work um, in hospice currently at a nonprofit hospice here in, in Madison. And then also own my own business. I am a balloon artist. Yeah, um, you are. Sure, we can talk about that at some point. <laughs> uh, she's a, an amazing balloon artist. <laughs> uh, so the, the main reason that I had asked you to come onto the podcast is uh, about a year ago, you decided to uh, start this weekly or bi-weekly, I guess, I'm sorry, bi-weekly uh, meeting of people from different backgrounds and um, beliefs and uh, just a good mix of different people to just come together and talk. Uh, and mostly it's been focused on, you know, kind of what's going on in the country with racial justice and um, policing and that kind of stuff. But I uh, kind of take us back to last year and like the beginning of the summer, you know, this is right after uh, George Floyd was murdered and yeah. what kind of inspired you to like start this group and get this going? Yeah. So I was thinking about, about this and what, 
really did prompt it. And I, I think it started really even before all this. So I have been um, always very interested in diversity and racial justice um, for as long as I can remember. And um, never really knew what to do with that besides like joining every diversity committee at every job I've ever been at. Um, and at, at my current job, we I was involved, it's even more fancy, it's advancing inclusion and equity committee. Um, and we have been really involved in looking at some of the um, equality issues in healthcare. And so really started um, pouring into that and looking at what does systemic racism really mean and what are the real life implications of that. So then fast forward, George Floyd's murder and it rocked me just like I think it rocked so many people. And I um, joined in in several protests here in the area and um, got some flack for it a little bit um, from some family and, and some friends. Um, and it really got me thinking a lot about, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the airplane, but I'm sitting in my car, apologize for the noise. Um, it got me thinking about the diversity of folks that I know um, and my friends group. As I looked at, kind of just scrolling through my own Facebook and seeing I think there were a couple of times where things really struck me where I'd see a post from one friend that was opposing something. And the very next post I'd see was another friend supporting that same thing. And both of those people would be people that I love and respect. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I see all of these people just yelling and screaming at each other about these issues. I certainly have some uh, very strongly held beliefs about diversity and racial justice. But I also believe that we can operate in a world where we can express those in a way at, where, where we can get our point across without screaming at each other. Yeah. And that actually we're probably more likely to be successful in pointing out um, racism that we see if we can start with that foundation of trust and love and respect with people. And so I just, I throughout there on Facebook, I was like, hey, if I were to start a group with people with different perspectives, would anybody want to come? And um, I want to say there were probably 30 plus people who said they would. And thus, our group, Let's Talk, was born. Awesome. So when you first started the group and first started holding those first uh, few meetings, what was your original goal for getting these people together and talking? And do you feel like that goal has remained the same or has it kind of shifted a little bit as you've continued on in your conversations? Yeah. So I, to be honest, I didn't really have a goal besides having discussion. Um, sure. And it wasn't even necessarily going to be just about race and racism. Um, you know, a lot of, we see a lot of debates, you know, growing up in evangelical world and now, um, following a lot more on the liberal end of the political spectrum, we see a lot of topics that we like go at each other about, right? So right. I don't know, abortion or what have you, lots of topics. So I had kind of actually envisioned it to just be open-ended. And I remember our first meeting, I just asked the group, I'm like, okay, so here's some people 
<laughs> what do you what do you guys want to talk about? And as a group, they decided that um, racial issues would be what we would focus on. So, I, I mean, ultimately, my goal was just to have some conversations about things that are hard to have in the real world. And I think we've done that. We've now maintained a group of, um, I want to say there's probably 10 to 15 people who attend regularly. And, um, and then we've seen actually out of that some real world actions that have been taken to improve our communities based on that, which I'm, I actually that exceeded my expectations. Yeah, no, that's great. And um, you've also, if I'm correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've also been able to have some like guest speakers from outside come in and, and have discussions with the group as well. Yeah, so uh, that, uh, yeah, uh, kind of a surprising thing, I guess. So uh, the first one was actually my brother. <laughs> so actually just today, my brother was sworn in as chief of police for um, one of our, our uh, towns here in the Madison area. And he was chief at another department previously. Okay. And he had, he had contacted me um, with some questions about uh, Blue Lives Matter flag and symbolism there and kind of some comments that he was receiving from folks about uh, some of the symbolism on their staff's uniforms. And so he came and kind of talked with our group about here's what we have, here's why we have it, but more importantly, tell me what it means to you. And um, we talked through kind of what is that thin blue line mean to people of color yeah. and the importance of um, the impact you're having versus your intention. Um, and so that was, that was a really good discussion. And then after that, um, there were some local political candidates, um, one in particular that I was kind of, some would say harassing. I think that's probably a strong word, but <laughs> putting out some pretty strong um, comments on social media about the need to increase policing budget and uh, rising crime and all of this stuff. And so I challenged him quite frequently and then invited him to come to our group, which he did. Um, he did not win election. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we also had a local uh, candidate for school board as well. Okay, great. I mean, and that I, I think that's awesome that you're able to have people from the community or people from different areas of life and uh, connections that are coming come in and they're like, and they're not guaranteed to have uh, people that are going to agree with them when they come in and talk, but they're still able to come in and uh, offer a perspective or, you know, and hopefully they are, they listened as well, but um, yeah. They did, Brandon, and you know, I, I'm actually really excited. So I still, um, so the one candidate that came on, um, I've maintained talking with him um, and he actually hosts a local radio show, like, you know, think public access. Sure. <laughs> now you think that's humongous, but um, he had me on his show last week and we, so for an hour and a half, we discussed racial justice and some of the things that are going on in our um, community. And then I'm connecting him with a couple of folks that I know who um, work in that field um, to have ongoing discussions about this. So even 
um, I, I love, I think what's more important is what comes out of this. So I view our little Zoom meetings as practice sessions mm. for how do we have these conversations about uncomfortable topics? How do we challenge each other to think about our own biases um, and see the world maybe from someone else's perspective? And then how do we take that and then do that in, in the real world? And so that's what I was so excited about with this particular candidate is now he's having ongoing discussions about this on his radio show. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. So and, and you kind of mentioned this already, but uh, if, and maybe there's something else besides what you're already talking about. But has there been anything else that has come out of this that's kind of been a surprise to you as far as like you weren't expecting it to happen just by having these conversations with people? Yeah. So uh, my husband is involved in one of them. So there were, uh, there's a group of three guys in our group who are all involved in local youth soccer. Okay. So one of them, uh, one of them's a coach, two of them are referees. And they were um, discussing kind of as a side conversation in our group that there's a lot of challenges in our local youth sports, that they're not always very equitable. Um, they haven't taken a strong stance on um, standing up against racism and they wanted to push that. And so they actually wrote a letter to the board of our local um, soccer club and started having meetings with them, but then kind of got, which we see sometimes pushback of like, oh, we're gonna deal with this internally, yeah. um, which was, <laughs> very frustrating for them yes i'm sure and now they've um been they've received they've been uh reached out to by the larger city um soccer club and they are currently um influencing their uh, mission statement and some of their programming and they're actively involved in pushing them towards a more inclusive stance and so i think I'm, that's huge that influences yeah. the entire madison area not just our small town outside of madison so um they are doing a really good job they meet i think they meet probably once a week the three guys they go for a walk they all live in our neighborhood and they talk racial justice and i love it that's awesome and i think that that is really what like the main goal is for having these like starting these conversations is that you know, sometimes we get so bogged down by seeing all the stuff happening, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, police brutality or, you know, microaggressions or, you know, from big to small, like we get so bogged down that we feel it feels overwhelming. Like, what can I do? And mm -hmm. but when we start having these conversations, like it just starts having like little ripple effects in our own communities, because that's really where we have the biggest influences in our own neighborhoods and our own communities. And building relationships with the people around us and like that eventually like ripples out and has bigger influence yes we've talked a lot about that what are the areas that we have influence over because you can look at national politics and like you said just get really overwhelmed i can't do anything about that but do i have a say in who has a seat on our school board right yeah and i can really help in that situation um, and then the other thing that we try to do is share resources in that group to a lot of the people who are involved in our group, um, 
live around me, not everybody though, um, but we will share different um, things that we're aware of. So I'm a, a part of some other groups. So we're doing similar, uh, similar kinds of things. I was just involved in a letter writing campaign um, to a local jail regarding the conditions of, of one of the folks there. And um, we're plotting and planning our co-conspirator activities. Um, which I have been sworn to secrecy about, but, um, <laughs> but there's so many little things that like, oh, you know, you might, you can easily get on this committee or get to know this person, um, and really have an influence. So that's yeah, kind no. of where we're going. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, what kind of, what do you want to, what would you like to see happen, uh, with these relationships and the, these conversations as they continue? What would you like to see happen uh in the future i guess so i think it is an ongoing assessment and we are currently at the point now where we're you know just almost a year out of having these meetings and discussing okay what is the future of this group was this just a a temporary thing for us to get our feet under us and and move forward or is this something that will be ongoing um but my my hope is that people feel empowered to go and have, take some action, be brave, speak up when they see something. Uh, maybe it's in their workplace and they see a policy going into place that's not equitable. Stand up and say something. Um, so I, I think that is a big piece of it. The other thing that I guess I was actually kind of surprised that this came out of this group is um, this has become a place of respite as well. Mm. So although our intention was, um, honestly, I think the intention was a little bit more of like people who didn't understand the movement for black lives and weren't necessarily in support that, that they would be a part of this group as well. And, and that hasn't really happened. We've tried and folks just, but what has happened with still diverse group, religious backgrounds, racial backgrounds, all of that stuff. But what has happened is it's become a place for respite for yeah. people. Um, a number of folks to say, I just come here for like just a moment of sanity and safety um, where we can really talk about, especially on those heavy news days where we can talk about how we doing. Um, we had some incidents here in our town at, um, actually at my kiddo's school um, that actually made national news. And, and one of our members was um, employed by the school and really dealing with a lot of microaggressions and things and eventually ended up resigning. Um, but I think in particular for her, that's been a good place to come and just be able to say, I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, that's been good. I am very excited about with COVID seeming to be on the decline, knock on some wood that, um, we are going to have a little barbecue this summer and actually get to meet each other face to face, which you are more than welcome to come up to Wisconsin if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's awesome. And I love like I just love how uh, like it's just such a great example of how people from diverse backgrounds and uh, diverse experiences and and life experiences are able to come together and just talk and communicate and uh, share their lives and their struggles. And like you said, it becomes a safe place for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, that's what a lot, of, a lot of times that's all people need is just 
a safe place where they can kind of let their guard down and be themselves and and be honest about what they're thinking about or what they're dealing with and you know like i think that that is kind of what everybody is looking for right now and what we need more of in all of our communities uh, yeah i agree i i kind of you know sometimes i've pushed to we need a a strong agenda or an action plan or that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, I think that's part of the beauty of this group that it is, we, we just be, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and if folks want to take actions, that's great. We can do that and we will support. And if folks just want to say, Hey, I don't understand what's going on, or I don't, um, you know, I, I don't know how to talk to my kids about this stuff or that kind of thing that we have those discussions too. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, like say there's somebody listening to this conversation right now on the podcast, and this is uh, something that they want to start in their own community, like start having conversations, whether it would be friends and coworkers or just a mix of a bunch of different people. Like what is some encouragement or advice you might give them to get this started and uh, see it be something not necessarily looking for like success as something that's measurable, but just something that is going to be um, j- just something that they can have that that respite and that uh, place where people can come together and from diverse backgrounds and talk and have conversations. And then from there, potentially, you know, be, let that be a launching pad into taking action in their own communities. Yeah, so we are so lucky to be living in the age that we are, where we have so many resources online. Yeah. There are tons of... Um, different uh, resources for what you would call maybe an affinity group or a caucus. Um, Those are typically more folks from like one black background, but um, you could take that, some of that information as well for the more diverse groups that that we have. I, I think the big thing is, again, you have to set some ground rules. You have to start with that. Here, here are the boundaries that we will no matter what respect each other. Um, but also, if we don't understand or we disagree, we also will, will share our viewpoint, um, right. because that's part of respect as well. Um, and then I think for me, what's been successful is starting out just getting to know each other. Um, so the first several meetings, we, we spend our time just saying, hey, who are you? What defines you? What's important to you? Um, and then allowing people to share information about their background and their values and beliefs. Um, the other piece that I think is a good idea is maybe to not be worried about success. Yeah. Um, we're so driven with outcomes and sometimes it, it is nice just to have that place where it doesn't, you don't have to have an outcome. Um, the outcome is the process. Yeah, and then those relationships. Um, I the couple of things that I have tried really hard to be mindful of, especially because our group is multiracial, you have to tread very carefully um, with that because I always have wanted to be careful to not have the people of color in our group have to be the educators, yeah, or yeah. the experts. Yeah. Um, and so I try very, very hard to make sure that I don't single them out. Certainly, um, 
you know, I think the members of our group really like to share. And so it hasn't been an issue, but I, I want to always be really careful to not um, require them to yeah. teach us. And instead we talk about, here's how you can learn more about this. Um, and then also for me, I have to be really mindful because I'm somebody who's pretty dominant and I do a lot of um, teaching and that kind of thing in my, in my job um, to save space and not talk over uh, other people, but in particular people of color and really respect and honor the subject matter that we have and their perspective that they have perspectives that I don't have. Yeah, no, that's great. Just some tips. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, write these down and uh, start your own group. Uh, so uh, before we uh, wrap up, uh, I know I asked you this for people who haven't listened. You were on my podcast before talking about Christmas memories. But uh, so uh, maybe it has changed. Maybe it hasn't. But uh, when you go out for coffee with friends or family or hanging out, what is your drink of choice? So this is the question that I fret over the most. <laughs> what is the right answer? There's no but wrong today, answer. This is my personality. <laughs> today, today's drink is not actually coffee. It's chai tea. Yeah, Maybe an iced one. chai because it's hot today. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm going for today. That's a, I, I drink chai sometimes too. Do you know what a dirty chai is? Uh, yeah, it has coffee in it. Right? Yeah. So I'll get yeah. that sometimes. Get it. Yeah. I, try um, I did think about this all day today. Not the other <laughs> questions. I'm like, he's going to ask me about coffee. What is the answer? <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong answer. I, you know, my guess like a few weeks ago, uh, her answer was water. So it's okay. Oh, that's a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and just being open and sharing your experience. And hopefully it's an encouragement for people to do the same thing in their own communities as well. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity.